Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 207 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Today, Ariel and I, happy Halloween, by the way, Ariel and I discuss the recent article released by CBC Marketplace where they went undercover to reveal fraudulent mortgage activity being done by real estate agents. Does that sound good? That was good. All right. Enjoy. Welcome. Uh, thanks. <laughs> that was such a, an abrupt ending to your response. Uh, so today on uh, K2 Confidential, the real estate podcast, we are talking about a recent news article that was published by... No, it was CBC Marketplace. CBC, well, okay, so to start... It was a show. On Friday, there was on an email CBC that went out from, I think it was Treb or Rico, anyways... Uh, the Toronto Real Estate Board, Toronto the president Board. of the Toronto Real Estate Board. Uh, talking about this and yes. how they don't obviously condone the actions of what we're going to talk about what and the how they want CBC Marketplace to disclose details about who these people are so they can be punished accordingly. Um, but the premise, is, the premise of it is that there is um, an ongoing problem with mortgage fraud. So CBC Marketplace had, I don't know, what do they call them? Secret shoppers? Yeah, basically. That uh, they picked specific, I don't know if specific brokerages or specific individual real estate agents who, through other research, they deemed to be a high risk for fraudulent activity. And they, you know, they, they came in as fake buyers looking for help with, needing a fake application for a mortgage and they got them. Basically what they're doing is they have a network of people that, and this is, this is a big thing. Like it's not just a realtor. It's not just a mortgage broker. It's potentially even people at the lenders there was at the end of it, there was a story about an uh, a couple who had just moved here. I don't know where from, but they paid a Scotia Bank employee five thousand uh, dollars, thinking it was legitimate. Like the way they, I guess, conveyed what they were going to do, uh, they thought it was legit. They paid them five thousand dollars, and then they got their mortgage. And then later on, they came into the bank for something else unrelated, and on file they had them as working at particular places of employment that they didn't. So they inquired and then figured out it was all fake. fake. But they were newer, and this is one of the issues that was brought up in the article, a lot of people coming in from the country that don't know our ways of how things work um, don't know any better. Sure. If you're an immigrant to a new country, you don't know necessarily their systems and and what needs to be done. If you were to move to... You know, um, even like Mexico, as an example, I know a lot of people that have bought property in Mexico. Mm-hmm. You have some family that's bought property in, in Costa Rica. Um, you know, there's, it's a totally different way of transacting real estate. So I can see new immigrants coming here. They've got some money. Maybe they don't have a job or they don't obviously have you know, stability because they just arrived and maybe they do have a job, but no history, no credit history, probably. 
And if certainly if a Scotia Bank, like Scotia Bank is a worldwide it. company, yeah, Scotia Bank says, oh well, it's a five thousand dollar application fee, you know, and and the user, the end user, the client doesn't know what's getting inputted into the system no. behind the scenes. Yeah. Here's five thousand dollars. Sign here. I'll get you your mortgage right. approved. And now, you know the so. You've got potentially the realtors, the mortgage brokers, and the lenders all doing fraudulent things to make that deal happen. And not, you know, not only are they making money from the transaction itself, they are then making money on whatever fees those people are paying. So, and some of those fees, which are interesting to hear... Uh, there was one where there was a flat of three thousand dollars plus one percent of the mortgage. So, right. and so you're talking—it's a, a lot of money, ten, twelve grand on average, probably. Yeah, yeah. And it's not—I um, mean, you know, these bad apples aren't just exclusive to real estate; they exist no, in every it's industry. A, well, that's how so CBC like, Marketplace has a followership. It shouldn't right? come like as a surprise. Right, like, we know this shit happens. Like. We've talked about it with leases too. People pay flat fees, four, five, six, seven, eight thousand know, dollars to get a fake lease application. Yeah. Well, that's part of the equation here is that there are fraudulent documents also being created during this process. And there are fake job letters, fake credit reports. Like, let's face it, anything can be um we'll call it doctored yeah. Uh, in this day and age, right? Well, like and they even go as far as creating fake websites for places of employment, having somebody readily available to answer a call to sure. verify employment. That's why you see a lot of lease applications that are too good to be true. Yeah. And, how, well, you know, we've talked about it on this podcast before. Don't ask me what episode, but... I've talked about it with our staff. We've done training sessions on it. We've talked about it to our audience and our followers. Um, we can sometimes see a something as simple as an employment letter come in and realize after a quick Google search, oh, this company doesn't exist, but you call the number and somebody picks up and says, hello, and then you're like, hi, is this ABC Motors? Oh, yeah, it's ABC Motors. Yeah. Oh, does Jim work for you? Oh, yeah, Jim works for me, right? You're making some funny Excuse noises me. over there. Are you hungry? <laughs> did, did that come through? It might oh, have yeah. been that 381 Sorry, that was, milliliters of coffee. That was the uh, frog I apparently swallowed this weekend. Um, so there's a whole lot of uh, forged documents and, and fake documents floating around right now in, in the real estate. You know... And to your point of it not being just the real estate industry, there's a, a lot of fraud going on right now with with all kinds of things. You know, I'm a uh, hobbyist by nature. I like to collect things and I like to flip things. And one of the biggest flip items over the last couple of years um, has been shoes, right? Mm -hmm. Shoes are, are a big, big collectible, especially some high fashion Nikes and all kinds of shoes. 
Um, Nikes are particularly trending over the last little while. And there is an astounding amount of fake shoes being sold. And, you know, me as an average consumer that doesn't collect shoes, I just wear them. If I go into a small shop that's not Nike, but sells Nikes Mm -hmm. and I buy a fake pair expecting it to be Nike, I won't know. I use, um, what was it called? There's an app I use. Oh, it's called Goat. Oh, I've heard about that before. So they... It's uh, a seller's market. Seller's market, yes. You can go on and buy some stuff that you may not otherwise be able to find. And they'll verify stuff for you. Right. So I bought a pair of shoes. Well, even eBay says... But still. eBay uh, is very well known now in the shoe market uh, for buyers and sellers. and, And they have like a verification process and all of this and authenticity guaranteed and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you go into a small shop, just walking down Queen Street one day yeah. and go in. You don't know any better. Well, and the, the person behind the counter may not even realize they're fake. Right. Right. Depending on the person. Exactly. So that's kind of what's happening in, in the real estate world right now, that there's yeah. a lot of unsuspecting people. Uh, but there's a lot of shadiness that's well, everywhere. That's I mean, you can, there's doctors it. that will sell you a script, right? Like if you need something. Prescription? I'm using script. A script. A script. Isn't that what it's called? Like short form? I'm trying to use like medical lingo. Oh, I don't know. A script. You get a script from a doctor. Oh, script. Script. Prescription. Script. You got that many that you've got lingo for it? No, but I watch Grey's Anatomy and stuff. Oh, okay. The uh, But every industry is Grey's affected Anatomy, by it. Eh? Ian? <laughs> um, can we cut that out? I'm, I'm make not that like an avid watcher, post? just to clarify. Although the problem with this stuff on social, you're not going to show this part. I don't watch it regularly, but it's a good show. But um, the point is that these people exist in every industry. <clears throat> it comes as no surprise. It's not a shocker that this happened. It's good that you know CBC Marketplace does this to bring it to light and hopefully get the governing bodies of the real estate industry specifically to crack down on it, but it's not hard to find. I mean, there was even um, an interview in that article with somebody that worked for a, I don't know if it was a lender or a broker or whatnot, but they said that they come across a number of these applications and they even admittedly said, it's not hard to find if you call the place of employment and actually review the documents and just look at the numbers and pass it through. You can catch them easily. So we'll put a link uh, for this article. It is a cbc.ca article titled Real Estate Agents Caught on Hidden Camera Facilitating Mortgage Fraud for a Fee. And they did uh, an episode of Marketplace about this. So that's what the article is referring to. Um, you know, you know they the, also the, hang on, the challenging or the effect that this also has is in the market itself too. Like if you think about it, so here let's use the example of an immigrant comes here and is oblivious to know what the processes and procedures are and puts their trust in certain people 
and those people take advantage, right? They're they're doing the fraud behind the scenes. These people don't even probably know that it's happening. They're unsuspecting. They're they're putting their trust in. They're putting their money on the line and all this. Now, can you imagine if that person goes to see a million dollar home? Maybe they don't necessarily know what's happening in the real estate market, and that. Realtor says, oh, well, it's underpriced and you should put an offer of a million fifty thousand if you really want this house. Sure. They just want a quick deal. Right. They know that'll put it together and they clearly don't have their own best interest in mind. Or the client's best interest in mind. CBC Marketplace did a, I don't know why I said it like that. CBC Marketplace. Uh, They, if you remember, we talked about this in a podcast as well. Uh, when they did their episode on steering. Yes. Now, can you imagine? I'm sure it happens. These people that got their little fraud scheme going, all of a sudden that that client, that immigrant, is only seeing their listings. Yeah. Or the ones that are offering 3% or something, right? Right. Like whatever benefits them most. Right. And they'll say, we can get you approved. On this house, because the bank has already confirmed that it appraises properly, yep. and this is how much you have to pay. Right. And but you'll is, need to go in with no conditions, otherwise we're going to be competing. Right. And you'll need to pay an admin fee of $15,000 to make it happen. Yeah. Right. And I guarantee it's happening. For sure it does. And the way the conversation probably goes, because it's probably not ideal rates, it's probably whatever rate the broker gets the biggest return sure. on. Yeah. And... You know, they're saying, they're probably saying to these people, don't worry, if for some reason affordability becomes an issue, you can sell it, which in some markets was the case, but now not so much. So if people bought back in January. And who knows what the lending terms are too, right? Like if you're on a five-year fixed mortgage at a high rate with a a non-prime lender paying 8% or whatever it would be currently. Yeah. And to break it, you got to pay $28,000 or some ridiculous number. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening in the marketplace. It's sad. Well, the punishment there was, they were talking about was $50,000, up to $50,000 and up to two years in prison and potentially lose your license. Well, potentially lose potentially. your license. Well, I've, Friggin' hope that you every immediately everyone should lose your license. Can, can, can you imagine you're permanently in, you're in prison and you're still doing real estate yeah. deals? Yeah, that's not so bad. <laughs> Making money, no yeah. no uh, cost for living. The um, start selling the fifty thousand is inmates. low too. I think it yeah. should be double that. Oh, yeah. If people are making five to ten thousand dollars on each transaction, oh, it should be a hundred thousand for sure, easily. Yeah. So, but there's people, oh, actually there's another thing they did. They called mortgage brokers, 25 across Canada. And similarly asked if they would forge documents for them in a, probably an inconspicuous way or not directly, like trying not to make it obvious that what they're doing, but right. one in five agreed. Wow. 20%. That's huge. So, and I've met real estate agents that were shady who said they were doing stuff like that too. I had, oh, this was now, and I can't remember the exact scenario. This was probably seven or eight years ago. 
and my clients could not get approved for that property at that valuation. I can't remember what the circumstance was because they ended up buying something. Um, it must have been for a lower amount. Anyways, the listing agent for the property that we had the offer on that we were backing out of because we had a condition on financing mm-hmm. um, basically told me, oh, I can't remember how it went, but basically, oh, I have somebody that can make the documents that they need or something along those lines. Like, oh, like wasn't trying to be discreet. Like, well, let me send it to my guy. It wasn't yes, like that. Yes. But it was more like, don't worry, I got it. Yeah, like he's got the people in place yeah. to get the documents all sorted out and get them approved. And I'm like, what? Like, seriously? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been probably going on for who knows how long. And I, I give credit uh, to, I deleted the email, but as you referred to, we had an email come across our desk uh, last week um, or the week before from the uh, Toronto Real Estate Board. And I believe it was the current president of the Toronto Real Estate Board asking for CBC to release all of the names. Uh, I think CBC should absolutely do that. And I'd love to see what uh, the Toronto Real Estate Board and ultimately uh, the Real Real Estate Council of Ontario, what they do. I um, imagine Treb would revoke their membership. Well, instantly. Yeah. They did say there were three agents from Right at Home Realty. That was as specific as they got. Uh, And Home Life Miracle. Oh, sorry. That's what I mean. Oh, you just threw right, right at home, home realty, realty under the bus. Not a culprit at this. They were great. Yeah, it was. I've done. Home life. I've done a number of deals with uh, Home Life Miracle and and well, some of the agents. I mean, they have thousands of three thousand agents. Three thousand. Yes. So like, they have five. I think five, to have four three or five bad op- apples is not. Yeah. You know, it's well, not if, a, you, if you find three in the barrel, yeah, or in the bushel. There's probably more. I wouldn't say you'd be happy with that, but that's not a bad ratio. But there's probably more. For sure there is. If there's three bad apples in the bushel, you think the other apples didn't get affected in some way, shape, or form? Well, the challenge with most brokerages is, we've discussed it, they're just recruiting companies. They're not hands-on with their agents usually, uh, not to a degree that would ever really... You don't know what's going on. No, not a chance. Independent... Independent realtors, they're all self-employed, just basically over, um, under contract with a, with a brokerage. So they're, they're doing all kinds of things that the brokerage probably doesn't even know about. Right. So yeah, it it may or may not be a coincidence. Um, the brokerage may or may not have any idea. I would tend to believe that they probably did not know that it's happening. So we'll see what their response is too. There's there's going to be more information coming down the line from this, but I'd be curious to know, um, you know, what happens and, and how it transpires. And we can talk about that on a future podcast, but this is what this is what the news has been in real estate the last couple of weeks on CBC, um, aired that episode and um yeah there you have it pretty well all i wanted to talk about today me too i don't know from a real estate agent's perspective if there's much they can do 
to catch, notice these things. Hey, it's Halloween, by the way. Oh, yeah, happy Halloween. Ian really wanted to do a Halloween segment of some you know, sort. You know, I did too. I thought that it would be pretty cool. I even thought about coming all dressed up in oh, some kind of... Oh, you wanted me to. I said no. Flat out no. Yeah. I, I would have. I knew you wouldn't. That's yeah. probably why I was kind of hoping I would have encouraged myself to do it. Well, if you discussed it with I me, maybe got, you could have persuaded me to. I just got so busy. Um, yeah, it's been a busy week. Real estate's getting busy as it typically does this time of year. Well, here's the thing. You know, I was talking about this over the weekend with a few few different people because everybody's looking at these bullshit stats, which, you know, I don't. Okay, I'll rephrase. They're not bullshit stats. They're just, they're so averaged out and the data going into it isn't, it's giving you very vague guidelines of what's happening in the marketplace. And that changes from municipalities and changes in different towns and even changes in different neighborhoods and in different streets of those neighborhoods. Um, so you really have to be very intimate, have very intimate knowledge of what's happening in your marketplace as a realtor right now. But, you know, the stats are saying the volumes of the volume of sales are down considerably. And it's been like that for now seven months or so where the volume has decreased. The interesting thing though, is that the number of listings have also decreased substantially. And that's understandable because maybe people just don't see the value in selling at the current valuation that their home would fetch on the market, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, people are less inclined to move right now with mortgage rates being higher, you know, so, but the point is volume is down, but the listings are down. Houses so, are still selling. Houses, yeah, and there's still demand. So the fact that volume, you see, I would be concerned because obviously we always get asked, how's the market? What are prices doing? Oh, the market's down. Oh, the prices are down. Um, there's been a lot of stabilization in the last 30 to 60 days. And well, that's very because, reminiscent of our early days in the the industry. Yeah. Yeah. It's gone back to a more balanced market. And the reason is because the volume is down. Yes. But the inventory is also down mm -hmm. and that has stabilized it. And that has minimized the effect on pricing. So it has not, if we had an abundance of inventory and the volume was down considerably, then you would see the prices plummeting, yes. but that's not happening. Well, we'll see... You know, heading into October, November, we, we will see an increase in inventory. Well, we always heading do. In, heading into November Heading into now. November. Um, you know, we will see an increase in inventory, as we typically do, before December. And that might taper off again for a bit. So we'll see what happens. But I think the, tell sale, the telltale signs will be uh, the spring market and whenever this quote-unquote spring market will start in 2023. Because every year it's a little bit different. Uh, generally, it's kind of mid-February where things start heating up. And uh, obviously, March is always a high percentage of listings. Um, so we'll see in March what happens. But, you know, we're still five, six months away from from that. But balanced market right now, it's probably all of those foreign buyers with fraudulent documents. Oh, that'll be another interesting thing. As of January 1st, foreign, I think it's a two-year ban on foreign buyers. Yes, there's... Uh, well, that's trying to eliminate investors and yes. keep the inventory for people that are actually going to 
yeah. live in the property. So next year will be an interesting year. See how everything Every plays out. Every year is an interesting year in real estate, my friend. Haven't and there you have this it. after 12 years? And there, there you, you go, it. folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, show us some love. Drop us a like and make sure you subscribe. We love you. There you have it. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed the uh, episode 207 of KT Confidential. Make sure you leave a comment to let us know if you have any topics for discussion in upcoming episodes and subscribe.